this week, the government has announced that there are going to be no more house visits, I think until November 10th, I believe. The reason I started this podcast was to meet people. I don't mean via Zoom, I mean in real life. And this studio, you can call it that, is uh, in my house. So people come here and we have a cup of tea together. They meet my partner, my dog, now my baby, etc. And um, and then we sit down and get to know each other and then share that conversation with you. But we can't do that. So as it stands, as of now, what's the date today? 16th of October. This podcast is kind of on pause until then until I'm allowed to have visitors to my house. I could do solo episodes, but I like to share other people's stories. Maybe it's because I'm not that interesting. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I like to actually meet people. And um, so as it stands, this podcast is on pause, right? But it isn't going anywhere long term i mean i've just invested in another one of these bad boys this is a sure it's a microphone sure smb something like that smb but it's a it's like the mac daddy it's the the bee's knees the puppies privates the dogs yeah it's it's the really good microphone and uh they're like 500 quid 500 euros so i've just bought another one uh that's because I love this medium of podcasting. I really do. I've I it's it's um I had I started out having big ideas like I'm gonna have hundreds of thousands of downloads or millions of downloads and I want to get millions of views or sorry, thousands of views shall I say on um YouTube and get loads of subscribers. But what I realized is that there are things called algorithms. And if you want to create content that's very popular, it doesn't necessarily mean it's uh, representing you very well. What I, what I mean is, or it's even good quality, let's say. What I mean is, um, say my videos get, at the moment, probably a couple of hundred views each. Uh, if that, sometimes sometimes less, sometimes more. And I put a lot of effort into, into them. Um, I try, just trying to make them good quality. I don't prepare anything. Uh, I don't script anything. I don't do any uh, heavy editing or cut anything out. But therefore, they, you do that and you th uh, get very little views. And then something like a man falling on an egg, which is what Rachel showed me the other day, gets 17,000 views. And some drunk fella fall on an egg. Now, it did make me laugh. So it did give value to my life. But it was like six seconds on a on a smartphone or whatever recorded. So therefore, trying my my objective and anyone's objective, you're starting a YouTube channel to get a lot of followers or subscribers or likes, etc. Um, I don't think that's a good motivation to create content. Um, I, I personally, I'd find that very unfulfilling. Like I'm creating stuff just to get views, or I'm, for example, um, there's a thing as a website called tube buddy and it's a plugin for youtube that allows you to figure out what the best titles are to use the best thumbnails and that what the best content is to make videos about to get more people viewing you so that means i would be creating videos 
just to get people uh, watching them. I'm doing it the opposite way. I'm creating what I think is interesting. And then if, if people want to find that, they can. Um, now, the, 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 the plus side of that, well, the, to me, that, that's the only way forward, creatively speaking, is, um, is to do what you find is interesting. And you don't need, I personally don't feel like I need thousands of people. I mean, it's great for your ego when you have, you see the numbers going up as opposed to down. But ultimately, you can't let that, I can't let that rule me, my ego. And one thing I said at the very start of starting this podcast was I was going to be consistent. Every single week, I was going to definitely do a podcast. And I have done that. But we're in exceptional circumstances. And one thing I want to keep consistent more than frequency is the quality. Because every week, simply producing content just because you said you would, you're wasting your time and you're wasting other people's time. And they could be watching or listening to something else that's going to help them. The other thing is to do a podcast, to be a guest on a podcast mainly, because my job is easy, the person asking the questions, but to be a guest takes a bit of courage. And because oh, I've been on people's podcasts before and it's actually very nerve wracking when you don't know what the person's going to ask you, nothing's been scripted and you're, <laughs> you know what you say is recorded forever and ever in fraternity. So because now we have these restrictions and even before this, I was restricted to just Dublin people in just Dublin um you your pool of, of people to to choose from is, is very small and uh so I, I I'm really conscious of like making a promise um about frequency of podcasts and then sticking to it just for the sake of it I don't think that's a wise use of time so even after this podcast comes off pause which is going to be as soon as I'm allowed to have people back in the house I'm not going to say, um, okay, every single week I'm going to speak to someone interesting because that may not be the case. And um, I think it's important to sometimes take a step back and reassess your priorities. So mine is to keep the conversations interesting and open. You know, But um, I have to say at this stage, I when I look back at all the people I've spoken to, it's really it's cool <laughs> that that I've met so many interesting people, and I really admire the people that come on a podcast, especially when it's videoed, and uh, will speak so openly. I wasn't going to do video initially. I was just going to. I did audio for the first, I think, like eighty episodes. But then I had a podcast with um, one of the podcasts I do with Patrick Beach. He's a well-known yoga teacher. He said, man, after we wrapped up the recording, he said, so I'm just taking a sip of water. He said, um, man, you should start recording these on video because if you just put a camera there, it uh, it makes it a lot more uh, an interesting experience for the viewer. They get to I, I like I personally like to watch podcasts. I like to see the person. I, what I really love is to see the expression on the listener's face when two people are talking. Sometimes, you know, um, 
So I just I absolutely love this medium. I think that it's it's um it's very refreshing, especially in a world where, as you know, like we, I've said before, it's we're getting a bit polarized now. I feel, and you've probably seen the social dilemma and how what we th- I mean with even YouTube, right? God bless YouTube, but. I'm putting my videos here on YouTube, if you're watching this on YouTube, for now. I don't know what's going to be next because YouTube are, um, I mean, there's there's no competition for them uh, at the moment. They're massive and there's, I mean, you have Vimeo and etc. But in terms of things being shared, YouTube is the most common. But even on, on YouTube and certain words you can't say I believe like for example I was supposed to have a lady on called Alva Smith who is a um, political analyst well, I don't know how, how I best describe her I can't see the thing is I can't say the actual word because supposedly you get um, I don't know punished by YouTube for saying it but maybe I can spell it out because you know the way when you're when you always say when you're uh, talking about walking and your dog's around you'll say should we go for w-a-l-k instead or you know if you want to swear in front of a kid you gotta spell it out so she she were going to talk about f-e-m-i-n-i-s-m you know what i mean we're going to talk about that and she's an academic a specialist in this area um but supposedly on youtube you you can't use that word Supposedly, I could be wrong. I don't. I don't really know what I'm doing. I don't know very. I've read very little about how YouTube works. I just put videos on here, as I said, for someone to put them. Maybe when Spotify start letting other people, um, apart from Joe Rogan and, and a few a handful of others, put uh, videos on their platform, I'll do that. But I do. I lo- I love to think that like on a little card somewhere. There is a conversation that cap an hour of a conversation with someone that's there forever. It's a moment in time, and I can look back, and I I can look back. I was gonna say I can look back, but I never I never listen to my old podcasts ever. Um, if someone referenced something I said a year ago, two years ago, I I I don't know. I might vaguely recall if it was significant, um, but. Because the reason I don't listen back is in the past, I knew all that stuff already. So since then, I've learned more stuff. So to, for me to listen back to myself uh, if from the past is not constructive to a degree. I don't really, I'm not going to learn from myself. I find I learn way more from other people and from asking questions. And uh, And I think that one of the well i really i have noticed that one of the key parts of doing a podcast especially when you're being recorded it's like you have a little audience there in front of you so you you start to notice for example i i I tend to interrupt people sometimes and i did it the other day to my neighbor in front of his kid actually which is really embarrassing because he was saying something to his kid and i interrupted um and he was too polite to probably pull me up on it. But then I apologized profusely afterwards and said, oh, sorry, sorry. for." But but that's, I mean, conversation is awkward. Life, sex, um, putting the bins out is awkward. 
everything in no nothing is it's not like a movie where we always say the right thing and while i i love um all kinds of mediums and how they can be used i think podcasting is the most pure depending how you do it obviously um i do really like instagram by the i should say i i said a few uh, series episodes ago that social media is evil and one thing I, I know I, I do quite a bit is I'll exaggerate a point to make a point. Say, for example, I uh, like when I was younger, I got into, oh, I was mugged by someone, right? And it was one guy. If I'm telling the story, I'll say there was two guys. <laughs> Just so I don't sound as weak. Or, well, there was a gang of them. I, I managed to take care of one, but then the other two put me on the floor, whatever. Um, but sometimes, like, I think maybe we all do that a little bit. That's, that could be called a white lie, potentially, um, just to make yourself sound a little bit more impressive than you actually are. But um, what's my point? My Yes, my point is I said that social media was evil. So I was being a bit uh, sensationalist, if that's the word. And I don't think social media is evil, really. When I re-examined what I said, I social media or... Instagram, Facebook, like any company, their priority is to get you addicted. That's what a good product does. McDonald's, Starbucks. They're successful because people are addicted to their products. So it's even like alcohol. Alcohol is not bad. It's the reason or the trauma why we drink alcohol or abuse it, more importantly. And I think that's just a case of taking accountability, isn't it? Um, which I'm, which I think, I shouldn't say we all should do that. That's another thing as well. Um, it's kind of to speak about yourself in first person as opposed to, um, uh, yeah, just I, that, that's that's something I'm trying to uh, practice as well. Uh, and also, and also another thing is I'm trying to practice being more positive, as in using positive language. So this is something I noticed with Rach as well, what we do. And I don't know if you do this at home. Uh, I'll say to Rach, um, you know, she, like, do you mind making me a cup of tea? And she'll say, no. Nahan, have I got this right? Do you mind making me a cup of tea? Um, do you mind making me a cup of tea? No. Forget that point. I, I can't actually think about what I'm trying to... <laughs> I, I completely... See, this is why... Some podcasters, uh, or should I say YouTubers, even I'm not a YouTuber, really, um, have the cuts. They're called jump cuts when it goes up, up, up. It's because they mess up like that. They realize what they need to say. They cut it, and then they say it perfectly. They don't look like a fool like I just did there. So anyway, uh, moving on swiftly. I, <laughs> I um, Social media is, is not evil. It's about taking accountability to say that if you're, if I... I am addicted to my phone, me, talking about me, it's because I um, uh, need to fill my life with other things that excite me. And to, and that's simply it. Uh, it, it these things are not going anywhere. The thing about Instagram, if you're a yoga teacher or any, any self-employed person, is it dramatically accelerates the potential for you to succeed what I mean by succeed is to be self-sufficient. Uh, so 
that's a huge benefit. I mean, if you can, when I first started in, uh, teaching, I used to go door to door. I used to put flyers through people's letterboxes. And, and sorry, tell a lie. I would knock on their door and actually pitch them. Hey, my name's Kevin. I'm doing yoga classes, Pilates classes down the road in the local community center. Would you like to come? So I had to actually go on foot um, um, or to everyone's door and knock on their door. Didn't know the people at all. And then you put posters up, you get them printed out, cost you money, you've got to wait for the printers to open. You put the poster up somewhere and no one calls you, no one sees it. Your phone rings, it's like, oh, yes, and then it's your mum or someone. You know, it's great to hear from your mum, obviously. But all of that has gone away now with Instagram. Cost you nothing. And you can get to uh, connect with thousands, hundreds of thousands of people in an instant. Actually, on that documentary, The Social Dilemma, it says, if you don't pay for a product, you are the product. Which is like, whoa, holy cow. It's pretty intense, isn't it? Um which I don't know, it sounds a bit more, yes, that's fair enough. And um, I think that we we pay for our convenience with, with giving up our privacy. And I think that's, uh, I want that convenience. The only thing I don't agree with is selling that our information to a third party or giving it to a third party without permission. That's, that's a different kettle of fish. By the way, this is not an advert, but <clears throat> this is water. If you, can you, make, can water make a sound? And I started to put some drops in it. They are called con Concentrace. And it, if anyone from Concentrace is watching or listening to this, very unlikely, um, I plan to drink water forever. And I have done it for most of my life. So, you know, you're looking for a little collab. But yeah, they're, they're minerals. See, I distill my water. And when you distill water, Essentially, what happens is you boil it. It boils up and all of the crap gets left at the bottom. Uh, all the mist then turns into condensation and goes into a big drug, jug. That's a very scientific explanation. <laughs> but it takes out all the crap, but it also takes out some of the trace minerals. So when you put these concentrates or any brand name trace minerals into your water, it um, remineralizes it. The, the minerals are from the inland Utah Sea. So, cheers. I just spill water on myself. Yeah. Um, before I forget, because I, I this is uh, the biggest announcement I have so far uh, in, the, in recent weeks, I'm going to be doing a teacher training in February. 200 hour online 60 percent of it is live and that's significant because supposedly a lot of teacher trainings are actually pre-recorded so they're not in interactive this is mostly interactive and live presume uh, with tashi dewa and carol murphy and myself and carol met she's actually on oh, i should have checked this she's on one of the episodes if you search the podcast for carol murphy me and her she's one of my guests but we did our 300 hour together She's got 25 years experience. Um, Tashi's similar. 
they've got tons of experience and um, we're going to be collabing via the World Wide Web. So that is really exciting. It's February 15th for 28 days. And yeah, I'm buzzing for that. Having my first one of 2021. So if you got if you want to check that, you can go to my website, kevinboyyoga.ie and then just to click on teacher training and you can register your interest and there's early bird currently available. But yeah, that's that's really cool. It's cool to do stuff like that, definitely, to, to be able to collaborate on Zoom. I mean, Tashi lives in Australia. Uh, I think she lives in Australia. Yeah, she does, yeah. And Carol lives in Cork. So I live in Dublin. And that to collaborate with people all over the world is really cool, isn't it? But there is no substitute for face-to-face -face conversation. And this is what this podcast is all about for me. Um, I think it's an art form that is that can be kept alive uh, as long as we keep meeting people. And uh, yeah, I, I think that, that uh, if you if you can um, if you can continue to keep your mind open, which is what I, I I try to do, and to bring to meet people who don't always agree with what you you think, this is a massive one for me. Um, the polarization that that's been talked about um, a lot now, political polarization. I mean, we're heavily influenced in the, here in the Ireland and the UK by American media. Uh, and I love America. I mean, as in, I love some of American culture. You know, I grew up listening to, um, um, not listening, what, watching He-Man and, uh, <laughs> and uh, Superman. And I used to love Back to the Future, Martin McFly. It's kind of embarrassing, really, when I was young. I bought a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Well, my dad bought me a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles um, skateboard. And then I got on the skateboard and held onto the back of his car as he drove down the road at about three miles an hour. And I thought I was like Martin McFly. So, um, yeah, there's that. That's that's American culture for you. But um, but it is, it's, it's, it's great. Um, but, I mean, obviously Trump... Again, is that a word you can say? I'm sure you can. I've just said it, so uh, I don't know anymore. Trump is, he's one of the most polarizing people that's ever, uh, there has ever been. And um, yeah, I'm not a fan of uh, what, how he treats people and his lack of empathy and uh, his narcissism. And that's just making things worse because it's like you either love him or you hate him. And he creates that more than anyone but the the polarization it's very tempting in life to be comfortable and to only speak to people that agree with what you think because then it reinforces oh okay i am a good person because i have the right thoughts i think the right things whether it be politically socially whatever what i would really want to do and uh, more and more as i get a bit more confident doing these podcasts is to meet people that I don't understand the world they're in, the subjects they study, what they teach, um, and therefore I would like to learn uh, about other th things that I don't know about. And also, for, I really like it. This rarely happens though, where a guest will like push back on something I say, that, I mean, that, uh, because as I said, God love them. I mean, it's real nerve wracking when you're being uh, recorded and people are someone's asking you questions that are unscripted. 
and quite rare that that happens uh, in media. So it would take a lot for the person I'm speaking to to actually say, well, actually, I don't agree with what you said, Kev. Um, I think that uh, you should re-examine that. Uh, but I'd, I'd really like uh, for, for, to have guests on that uh, comfortable doing that. And it's not going to happen overnight. I think part of it, from, it is going to come down to me as well because I am a big fan of certain podcasters who will uh, push back on their guests. They'll say, they'll question their answers and they'll ask them to qualify and they'll disagree with them. Uh, I think I'm conscious that when people come to my house, especially this is in my house, it's not really a neutral setting. So I feel like I want to, I want to make them comfortable and at ease. And therefore it's quite difficult to then challenge people while keeping it um, platonic's the wrong word uh, amicable yeah friendly so that that's a skill that I'm looking to develop and it would it would take some practice but um let me take another little sip the good thing about this stuff oh is that you drink less water because it hydrates you more essentially it's like salt and minerals so that's that's kind of interesting you don't think about when you think about water you're like oh i just drink uh whatever three liters a day whatever the recommended daily allowance is is as opposed to what the quality of the water is like like when you distill water my god the stuff you see at the bottom of the tank is disturbing it's like brown gunk um, it's all gooey and that would otherwise if it wasn't distilled be going into our body and that's from Dublin City Council which I'm sure is better than most public water supplies but still pretty concerning conversation so yeah I'm not going to do zoom calls if that's what the future it says we're going to do and we've got to stay in the house we can never visit is then to hell with the future <laughs> Yeah, if that's what the the what is, I mean, we'll get, it's, we'll get back to normal. But I and I could find a loophole here and say, well, this is kind of like my work. So, well, actually, the government has said verbatim, no house visits. Only exemption exceptions would be for ca compassionate reasons, or care, or child and childcare, and this covers none of that. But I could. I mean, you know, I don't think it's against the law to have people in your house, but out of respect for particularly friends I have that work in healthcare who have said to me personally, who I know, okay, if we're going to go into another lockdown as in level five, if people don't follow the rules. And because you hear one new story about what's happening, another new story that can be conflicting, what I, what I really care about, and I know it's anecdotal evidence, but is what my friends that are working in the actual local hospitals, excuse me, I didn't pick my nose there, I just scratched the inside of my nose, it's a big difference, I work in the hospitals, what their experience is, and it's not good. So could be supposedly level five by the end of this month. We'll see. I've got an itchy nose. I need to scratch it. Oh, I've got a mask here and I can scratch it on a mask. There we go. 
sorry, that probably wasn't great viewing, but I guess I should wrap this up because I'm, I'm, um, I've made, have made my main announcements. The key was, well, firstly, the teacher training, February. Uh, the second was this podcast is on pause. And the third is that I'm really looking forward to welcoming new guests. I've got an itchy nose. What does that mean? Does that mean I'm going to have a fight? Hopefully not. Um, I've got a... Uh, I'm really looking forward to having new uh, guests and uh, re re revisiting guests on the podcast as well. Because... Um, yeah, it's really cool the way it gives you an excuse to basically meet people. Like, if I reached out to someone and goes, "Hey, do you want a fancy come to my house for a cup of tea?" Like, you weirdo. But when you can say, "Do you want to come and do a podcast?" and um, people are kind of think that's quite novel. Listen, my nose is way too itchy now, so this must be a sign from I don't know, the gods or something that um, I need to do something. Oh, I definitely need to start this podcast because I can't be scratching my nose excessively on camera. It wouldn't be very nice or very enjoyable audio. Right, well, that is all from me. Um, the The platform is alive and well, so you can join that. All links will be below, whether it's in the show notes or in the YouTube comments and descriptions. And if you did enjoy this podcast, I and you want to know when the next episode is going to be, then you can subscribe and you can share it with a friend. And you can also leave a review on Apple Podcasts because that actually really helps. Sometimes when I'm feeling down, I look back, um, maybe this is a bit pathetic, but I look back on my Apple reviews and, uh, oh, that's the dog barking. And I'm barking again. And it cheers me up. And, um, yeah, you need that, you know, you need, cause sometimes you feel like you're going mad sitting. I feel like I'm, I'm going mad. I'm sitting here in my little alcove and talking and, uh, you're like, <laughs> you know, it just, it's nice to, everyone wants support, don't they? And that's, that's actually another thing. I, I should, I feel support people a bit more. This might sound minor, but I rarely would like someone's Instagram post, for example. Or I would rarely leave comments on post. But I'm going to start doing that a bit more. Even though I'm trying to be on my phone less. Um, I think that, and, and, and as well as that, I'm okay, I would say, if I had to rate myself, at speaking, having one-to-one -one conversations. But my texting ability is really not great my ability to communicate via text i realized that when like when i first started dating rach she seemed to regularly think that i was in a mood because she would ask me a question with a few smiley faces and love hearts whatever and i would just say yeah or no or when monosyllabic responses no emojis definitely no gifts but when people don't know know you they've never met you that can seem quite blunt. It can seem like you're being quite cold. So I'm trying to get in the habit now of using way more emojis. And if in doubt, especially if it's your partner, throwing a kiss. I mean, Rachel knows me now, obviously. Um, so I just throw in a kiss, just in case. But And I'll also throw in a kiss for certain people. So, um, you know, uh, 
well, like my, my friend Leon, who was on the podcast last week, I throw him in the, in the kiss because we have that kind of relationship. Some of my kind of bro mates, close mates, I throw in the kiss. If it's a, a female that I know well and we're pally and she's part of the H, I might throw in a kiss here and there, especially if it's like a happy birthday or whatever like that. But generally speaking, putting in kisses is probably a bit weird. The X is putting in X, I say. So using emojis is the way I'm going to go now. More emojis, if in doubt, put an emoji in and also throwing the odd GIF as well. So, yeah, trying to improve my text communication style. Right, okay. Um, the dog is barking now. And do you know what? The dog has actually been good as gold, but he's just maybe he needs to be taken out because we don't have a garden, you see, so we can't just let him out in the garden. I've got to take him out outside. And now that we've got a baby as well, she's a month old to, uh, last week, if he barks too much, she'll cry, and then Rach, you know, it makes it more work for her. So I've got to take the dog out on that note. Hope you have a fabulous week. Um, if you're interested in upgrading your teaching game, you can follow at Upgrade Your Teaching. I'm going to be putting content there every week. I've got a video coming there uh, today or maybe tomorrow. And obviously the Yoga Life podcast and my Instagram handle is at Kevin Bohr Yoga. Thank you for watching, for listening. Much love and until next time, take care.